Blog Talk Radio. Greg Speaks Live. You are listening to Greg Speaks Live. This is a very, very serious program you should be listening to. This is Charles Stewart. I am Senior VP of Nations Learning Center. I am CEO of Hope Properties. And I'll stop there. That's enough. When you've got something that you think you need to deal with, and most of us have to do that all the time, turn to Greg Speaks Live. I do. It makes sense. Greg Speaks Live. If you need an MC, professional voicemail greeting, jingle, narration, or introduction for you, your product, show, film, recording, or service, call 936-647-3457. To hire me as a guest speaker for your voiceover training or public speaking classes, visit gregspeakslive.com. Here's the greatest voice of all times ever, and there will never be another. Paramount Voices, Gap Productions in association with Microphone Voices presents The Ultimate Voice, Gregory D. Anderson, Anderson, Jr. Welcome to Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. Yo, what's up? This is Jamie Foxx. Stay tuned for Greg Speaks Live. With Greg Anderson, my homie. Right now, you are definitely in the mix in a mindful way listening to Gregory D. Anderson Jr. here on Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. You're tuned in to talk shows best in the North, South, East, West, Worldwide. Hosted by Gregory D. Anderson Jr. Now buckle up. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. Welcome to Greg Speaks Live. I'm your host, Gregory D. Anderson, Jr. Today, joining me in studio is a very distinguished guest. He's a businessman, an entrepreneur, and very, very informative. I'm always inspired to hear from this individual. I want to welcome Mr. Charles Stewart to Greg Speaks Live. Thank you. Mr. Stewart, tell us a little bit about Nations Learning Center. I understand that you and your wife, Hope Stewart, run successfully in the training component as far as helping others. How did this come about and why? Well, we came to the conclusion that there was a need training. The training is certainly one of the most serious problems that's going on in this nation. And we realized that if we would focus on this, we could possibly change things for a lot of people. And our thoughts were to look at those who, who needed the help and see if we could design something that could work for those who needed it most. So we were uh, running a uh, mortgage company, a mortgage unlimited, a real estate company, Hope Properties. And we were uh, doing other things, uh, some minor political activist type stuff. And uh, we decided we would do some things. What we did was look deep inside what we could do. We did not look to the future, we look to the right now. And the right now focused on not so much training the kids, it's training parents training the people who required a more difficult level of training. For example, it's easy to train somebody who's, who's been going to school for what, 12 years and now they're going into their 13th year and they're accustomed to sitting up there and learning stuff and going home and studying. Deal with somebody who have not opened a book in 20 years or 30 years. It's a totally different picture. Also, um, the motivation is different. You know, hey, they, they're thinking quite differently than those young people. Did. They don't have that energy level. So uh, 
it's difficult to grab somebody like that and train them and get them ready for employment. We're not trying to get them prepared for uh, jobs that they could easily get without us. We're trying to get them a job that they can't get without us. Stuff that we know. We, we were experts in real estate, computer science, and we, we thought, thought we'd, we'd just pretty, pretty much lay right there and uh, utilize a lot of the experience that we've done. So we limited our agenda to training people in Microsoft Office, say Microsoft Office specialists, and get them on some, some form of IT. We've considered many things in IT, but our point of emphasis is that those people who we were trained would have to be able to use it right away. In other words, we didn't want to train you in something that, hey, was just basically useless. So we found that someone who's in various occupations could, could use the MOS training. The MOS training uh, can get you certification, which could get you up to 15 hours of college credits. We're talking about the MOS credit, getting you ready for a job and teaching you to do some things that you would maybe like to do. Even if you weren't really planning on working gung-ho, you would be at a position and in terms of efficiency that you could do something a lot faster than most people could do. Just because a person types fast don't mean that they're efficient. You know what I mean? If you type 1,000 words a minute, so to speak, and it takes you two weeks to do something you can do in two minutes, then you're not efficient. And that's the thing we're going to focus on, and that's where the certification training that we provide actually focuses on. It's on the industry certification training is what's behind what training. So we we train somebody who can do stuff, not the true or false. True or false, anybody can get it. Right. What about life skills? You stated that skills that you train for can be utilized right away. How does that apply to customer service? Well, life skills, I guess you could possibly. Keep in mind, I probably have a tendency to slant things a little bit every way. But customer service, dealing with life skills for some aspects. For example, customer service, we do customer service certifications. In other words, what do you do if you're working in a business and uh, somebody knocks something over and breaks it over here? What do you do? Hey, what you need to know is what is the thought that you should do. What you decide to do should filter that in. Your situation might change it. But hey, if glass breaks over here, you got to deal with that situation. You got to make sure nobody gets hurt off of this situation, even though it has nothing to do with your job. You know what I mean, what happens if somebody comes in and they're angry? How do you handle that situation? Are you ready to handle that situation? It has nothing to do with you. You probably did nothing to This is probably your first contact with that person. How do you handle it? Are you prepared to handle this situation? If you are, then it's good. But I'm saying it's also good for your company. You know what I mean, how do you follow up? I mean, do you realize how long did you really have to service somebody who walks in before they figure they're being ignored and they are done with you? They're ready to go somewhere else because you have ignored them, even though it's a short period of time. Hey, it's not acceptable. So what is the amount of time somebody walks in that you better acknowledge? So there's a lot, a lot of things that you need to figure out. And the information you got to do, how do you follow up? Which deals with actually not just customer service, but industry building. I mean, a lot of people don't do business with people because they're not doing business right. And so that's what the customer service is. So we do the industry certifications also in customer service. Our third field, of course, is mortgage finance. Mortgage finance is all about learning some fundamental things about finance, even though we deal with preparing the person to actually do a loan package. So we came out of a mortgage company environment, so we were mortgage lenders. So as a mortgage lender, we know what's needed if you want to do a conventional loan, a FHA loan, or a VA loan. We know these things. 
Now, how does that work for someone who's developing a, a loan package? So I just taking an application for someone. How do we take that from cradle to grade so that the underwriter approves it and they have themselves a loan? And that's what we, we're dealing with. That's one. And then in the process, we develop into that other aspects of financing, budgeting, and and how you deal with credit. You know what I mean? You won't believe how many people are, are quite confused about credit. They think they're improving their credit by paying it off. They may be uh, destroying their credit uh, by paying it off. I'll give you one example. Suppose you uh, had a debt that you hadn't paid in maybe close to your seventh year. The person said, I tell you what, send me $10 and we're done. we even. You send them $10. You say, oh, that's great. I owe them $1,000. I'm sending them $10 and we're done. The debt will be on your credit for another seven years because it's from the time of your last activity. So you, certain things you need to know. I mean, uh, and we are particularly ignorant about a lot of things, and we, we don't know that we don't know. I mean, we look look at something, for example, I see all the time uh, some brilliant guys from different parts of the country will make certain things about credit, which may work in their area, but does not work here. You know what I mean? So you got to consider where are you? Texas is not Washington. D.C. is not California. Okay, so you need to consider that those things. And you need to be able to run those numbers and figure out where you are, whether somebody qualifies, what they got to do to qualify. Figure out the impact of those credit cards on their credit. You need to know what that is. If you don't know what that is, then you're not going to be able to come up with their best raising al- algorithm in their credit. And a lot of people promise they can do these things, but a lot of people are promising to feather their own nest. They're not really giving you the best advice. And we're sort of at a point in life that we just give people hey, the best advice we can give them. In many cases, we're not being paid for those services. Wow. Is it true that with a secure credit card, you can take or put $300 on a card, charge on it, start making responsible payments in order to build your credit or levels of activity? Will that make a difference on your credit? Mm-hmm. It depends on what your situation is, but uh, if you have no credit, you're talking about a situation where a person has no credit to get get a secured credit, and then they'll start paying on it. So you're saying that works best for people with no credit? I think so, most of the time. And what you'll have is a person, over a period of time, a person, see, old credit is better than new credit. In other words, you know I've been paying you for 20 years. Somebody's been paying you for 20 months. It's not as good as me. See what I'm saying? And, and we're not really, we're going against the model, the uh, FIFO uh, model. We, we're going against the model that's been developed, not not against directly against other people, but it's sort of, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it changes. Right now, people, I think over the last couple of years, people have now got much better credit than they had before, but it doesn't matter because everybody got better credit. You know? Slow pay, late pay, no pay. How does that work? Slow pay isn't good. Late pay isn't good, but you need to know what late pay is. For example, a lot of people who have mortgages don't realize that late pay means 30 days late in a mortgage. So you've got to have a line drawn in the sand saying, hey, I'm going to pay this before the end of the month. You can you can even make it on the 31st, but you can't. The first is not acceptable, not even March 1st. I mean, coming after that short month, hey, February ends on the 28th or 29th. So you've got to get in that group. Now, theoretically, I guess you have a good law. You probably could argue it if you got it in on the 1st or 2nd of March. But do you want to pay for that? Get it paid by the end of the month. A lot of people, credit has been uh, denigrated by people who uh, say, okay, they, they paid the rent late. Again, we're talking about 30 days. That's our model. We work on a, on, on a uh, one-month model. 
And so you got to get it done within that month. If you don't get it done within that month, then you look bad. But just because I have decided people have got to pay me by the fifth of the month and I'm going to give them a late fee, don't mean I can put on the darn credit that they were 20 times late because they got to me on the sixth of the month. You know what I mean? Hey, that's not the model. The model is 30 days. So those type of things have to be challenged and you have to correct that. That's what kills a lot of people. You're tuned in to talk shows best in the North. South, East, Worldwide, hosted by Gregory D. Anderson Jr. Now buckle up. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. Give a take into the show. Our special guest. It's Mr. Charles Stewart, CEO, VP of Nations Learning Center. We're going to go into a break right here on Greg Speaks Live. I'm Gregory D. Anderson, Jr., your host. Mr. Stewart, I'm going to let you introduce our first song. I believe it's one of your favorites. Here is Ben Johnson singing with Jeff Majors, 23rd Psalms. That's one of my favorites. Right, we're back on Greg Speaks Live. I would like to know, what is your philosophy and approach to education? I believe that everyone can learn. I don't think there's a certain group who can learn. Certainly, there are certain people who learn faster than others. And every teacher loves those fast learners, but also loves those plotters, those slower learners who are trying very hard and you realize that maybe their limitations are expressions of your limitations, you can do better. I mean, for example, one of the things we do is we don't necessarily uh, end our class when our class ends. In other words, if we got a student who needs some more time, we'll give him more time and won't charge him any more money for that time. So 
as long as he's making uh, or she is making a serious effort to learn. Our objective most of the time is just trying to get uh, certain students certified, certain people competent. In other words, uh, job ready is the term. In other words, right now, anything you do from the warehouse to the White House, you need to know something about computers. So built into each one of these programs that we teach is a computer component. Everybody have their own workstation. They learn how to set it up. They learn how uh, some, of the, some of the basic things you have to do. How do you use the internet? How do you, how do you send information to somebody else? And our big idea is to eliminate ourselves as a middleman. I don't want nobody calling me, asking me no questions after they've taken a class from me. I want them to know how to do that, those type of things. I want them to call me and tell me something I don't know. I don't want them calling me, asking me some questions that I should, I could have taken a few extra minutes and enlightened them on how to handle them. So we teach them how to protect their protect themselves. In other words, for example, a uh, cleaning lady could come through and uh, cause you a lot of problems, causing you to lose data. So what do you do to protect your data so it's not going to be lost like that? You know what I mean? Suppose uh, you're in a hostile environment where somebody is actually in your organization is attacking you. How do you protect your, your information? And it's, it's a simple thing. You do it by backing up, backing up your information. Take it with you on, on a stick in your pocket or USB or whatever they call it. Unless they grab you and beat you up and step on your stick, then uh, you're good. If you're working in my organization and you've got to save, protect your critical data. So I'm the one who got to protect the computers, but you got to protect the data. If an elephant comes through or a gorilla comes through and tears up everything, you might feel sorry, sorry for me, but, but your data is good. You, you want to know where you're going to be working next because you're ready, ready to continue. continue. You may have lost a few minutes worth of work time, but it won't be significant. It's like insurance. Self-insurance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Self-insurance. What is the goal of Nations Learning Center? Just get people jobs. Just get people jobs. Get people ready for jobs. And unfortunately, we are extremists in, in that, that matter. So every contract we sign is not necessarily profitable to us because once we committed to it, we've committed to it. I'll come back in at night. I'll come back in on Saturdays. I'll come back in on Sundays after church. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we're going to do what we got to do to get you through if you're ready to do it. So I'm saying, so if you don't come to class, we're going to call you. What's going on? I mean, try to pressure you into uh, thinking about it because, again, people who are not accustomed to studying are not accustomed to studying. People who are not accustomed to doing homework are not accustomed to doing homework. So you got to make it so that it works for them. And, and a lot of our students have problems. I mean, we have uh, a student may have cancer. A student may have uh, some type of depression. It might be bipolar. They might have all kinds of problems, which impacts their learning. You know what I'm saying? So obviously, we're not here to uh, to treat them for these problems, but we are forced to uh, interface with those who do. I mean, we got to encourage them to, to do things that we think uh, will help them to learn what we teach. See, that's our end point. Our end point is, is job ready or a job mastery. You know, one or two. And we are able to uh, provide both. So we can teach customer service where a person is can handle himself in your organization, even though it's directed at retail. Those principles work anywhere. I mean, uh, uh, the Microsoft Office certification for Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, and Access. Hey, those are good little tools that you can use anywhere. You know what I mean, I was quite surprised. In fact, one of my grandsons had a had a book, uh, a computer, which I consider a non-computer computer, which couldn't do any of those things. You know what I mean, I don't want a Chromebook. I don't want to look at a, uh, whatever that book is that, that cannot provide this. In fact, I hardly even want a telephone that won't do it. You know what I mean, when why would I want something like that? So 
you got to be very, very careful in selecting the tools that you're using to lead you towards success. And we've got a whole generation that young people are on course to, uh, to do some great things, to do some great things. What they've learned here from the Steve Jobs, even though he's a very prejudiced man, hey, he, he was a brilliant man. He was a brilliant man. And uh, he's, I hope that they're not just learning to use his uh, his tools, is, is to take it to the next level. And I see so many of them. I mean, in fact, I don't even try to learn some of that stuff. I generally just hand it to them and let them do it because I'm not interested. You know, I've been a computer scientist. I, I can solve problems. So I'm saying it's so if I have a problem to solve, I'll lock in on it and solve it. But it's not a problem. If you can solve my problem, why am I doing it? When you can solve it right now, I'll have to do some research to solve this problem. And you can solve it right now in a couple of minutes. That's nonsense. That's a waste of my time. So what are some challenges you've had to overcome personally and professionally? Well, you have that always. You have that always. I think everybody has a certain level of challenges you have to overcome. Of course, you know, being uh, black in America, it's not an easy position to be in. I saw some supposedly very intelligent man from George Mason University talking about his Up From the Projects books. It sounded pretty good. And actually, I'll, when I get a chance, I'll pick it up and read it because I'm a reader. But he's missed point. I mean, just because you're brilliant don't mean that John Doe over here is brilliant. Just because you're able to survive racism don't mean that John Dover here be racist. He focused on the uh, Black Lives Movement and came to some erroneous results. And his, his discussion was a discussion of indifference. First of all, to me, Black Lives do matter. So I cannot just look at it and say, hey, I don't have to worry about it. My kids don't have to worry about it. My grandkids don't have to worry about it. I have to worry about it. If 95% of Blacks are being killed by Blacks, then the Black Lives Movement certainly matters. What I'm saying is, if something happens to me, to, to my family, to, to others I love, and I love everybody just about, uh, it's uh, it matters. So we need to, first of all, deal with uh, the problem of uh, our biggest problem. Our biggest problem as black people on this planet is self-hate. It's because we have been trained to hate ourselves. Psychology of the Ghetto 101, as given by Professor Brown, said that our problem has been multifold. We've been trained that God is white. We've been trained that beauty is white. We have been trained that most of the things that are meaningful in life are white. And so as a result, we're saying we've got a whole group of people, a whole generation of people who do not put our interests at any level of importance. So we are behaving very unnatural. Example, I don't have a problem with a uh, white person doing certain things because I understand why they're doing certain things. But self-preservation is the first law of nature, then preservation of one's own kind, then preservation of the human race. Black people are not following that. Right now, if, if someone came up here right now with their gun in their hand and they were about to shoot you or shoot us and you telling me to duck and you wasn't ducking, you would get me killed. See what I'm saying? If you started ducking, <laughs> even if you didn't get around to telling me to duck, you know what I'm saying this, I figure out something is going wrong real quick. You know what I mean? I'd see the way you're looking. I'd see the direction you're looking. I'd see the, the action you're taking. And I would take some appropriate actions. But if you're not dealing with 
that then preservation of one's own time. You know what I mean? Most of us are saying, hey, we're going to be forgiving. We're going to be everything. And forgiveness is good. I think forgiveness is good. I was quite impressed by that group of uh, Christian people who forgave the man who came in and, and, and killed off all their family. But uh, that's not uh, not very normal. Generally, that's aggression that leads to that. Forgiveness is a, it's a status that's uh, achieved by sages, Christ of God, not not the average person. That's why I discourage people, most of the people I talk to, from saying the Lord's Prayer. Because they, the Lord's Prayer required that you forgive, and, and most people don't forgive. They still have up that person in the third grade who broke their glasses, or somebody who embarrassed them in front of their girlfriend, or whatever, and they have not been forgiven. So they, if you have not forgiven, how are you going to sign a contract with God, a covenant with God, saying, if you forgive, forgive me if I forgive them, and I don't forgive them. I've just broken the contract. I mean, so that's why I encourage people to say something, uh, make their own prayers up and say something that they, they can stay with. Exactly. I mean, you do your own prayer. Can you imagine why somebody, have you ever studied the, uh, the scriptures and somebody like David? David was a terrible guy. But what is that said about David? They say he was a man after God's own heart. That's what he was. Okay. So he had a, he had a correct relationship with God. That's what he had. In other words, hey, he might have taken your wife. <laughs> he might have put you on the front line and got you killed. He may have done some things that were not proper. But once he was straightened out, he was truly sorry about this. And he was taking some corrective actions toward that. I mean, that was, here's a man who spent a lot of his time writing, writing to God. And that's those prayers, those psalms, those prayers to God. He was constantly in contact. He wasn't going to allow what's happened to this generation. And I feel so sorry for this generation, you know. And uh, well, I see brilliant people. I mean, people who uh, are at very high levels. I saw a young man who I know he could have he could have been anything, a president or anything. You know what I mean, he'd gone. I remember he, one instance he was reported he he went in and got himself a job as a lawyer without a law degree. That type of okay, and just totally brilliant. But one of the things he spends a lot of time talking about the Christ of God negatively, talking about religion, and it points to being agnostic or uh, uh, being uh, atheist and that's a very bad position because and the reason it's a bad position is I don't think God is impacted by your uh, failure to believe in God but you are. I mean if there was an ant down on the floor and I was about to step on it and then say please don't step on me and I move my foot to the side that would matter to him it wouldn't matter to me whether I move my foot to the side or not. This, I'm not indicating that God is one who's doing uh, terrible things but what I'm saying is is that if terrible things happen to you, then if you don't believe in God, then you you finish. That's the difference between those guys and the other guys who believe. The ones who believe are able to walk on faith, and, and they walk on water. People are walking on water every day. You must believe. You must understand what Einstein meant when he said, imagination is greater than knowledge. Imagination is a code word for inroads to God, for a different inroad. Imagination. Yeah. So if you can imagine your situation better, your situation can be better. But if you can't imagine it, it will not happen. And so that's the problem. We are our problem. We are the root of our problems. You are hearing the voice of Charles Stewart, CEO, Vice President. Of course, Hope Tucker Stewart is the CEO of Nations Learning Center. Visit NLCDC.com. We're going to take a commercial break, and we'll be right back with closing remarks from Mr. Charles Stewart right here on Greg Speaks Live. Here is Nina Simone in the morning.
that it's rare, you will find me. The time I love the best, watching rainbows play on sunlight, pools of water, ice cream cold nights in the morning. Yeah, it's the morning of my life. In the daytime, I will meet you as before. You will find me waiting by the ocean floor, building castles in the ship and swims in a world. Nobody understands in the morning. It's the morning of my If you need an MC, professional voicemail greeting, jingle, narration, or introduction for you, your product, show, film, recording, or service, call 936-647-3457 to hire me as a guest speaker for your voiceover training or public speaking classes, visit gregspeakslive.com. Here's the greatest voice of all times ever, and there will never be another. Paramount Voices, Gap Productions in association with Microphone Voices presents The Ultimate Voice, Gregory D. Anderson, Anderson, Jr. Welcome to Greg Speaks Live. Start at home. Start with yourself. 
reconcile with your people, then you start loving the world. Because you're not qualified. If you don't love yourself and you're sitting up there, you're a self-hate person. If you're one of those people who, who think it's okay for 95% of the people that black people kill are black, then you've got, you're a problem. You are part of the problem. The earliest uh, reference I made to the gentleman from the project is not really negative. I'm sure he's, he's doing well. I look forward to reading his book. But where I found that he erred is you do not sit up here and tell me about that it won't change the percentage of people who are killed because police have only killed 500 people or a thousand people or 50,000 people whereas the majority of the people who are being killed are being killed by black people what about that child being one of your children what about that child being one of your grandchildren your great grandchildren that's the problem the problem is black people don't have a problem with it the problem is we hate ourselves hey we have to correct we have structural self-hate self-hate has been structured up from slavery and we are still slaves we are 21st century slaves so once we correct our problem our problems will go away and I'm not telling you to go out and, and, and have any hate for anybody it's not about hate it's about self-love take care of self-love you can't love this person over there till you love yourself even if you appear to love them it's superficial hey let us take care of our business let us advance our people first and then try to help those people who need it more than our people does that make any sense yes sir it makes sense crystal clear they bless very well said thanks for those closing remarks mr charles stewart nation's learning center visit them nlcdc.com i'm blessed by your presence here on greg speaks live i'd like to thank our sponsors team jacob where love has no disability texas anger managers when you lose control, who's in control? And then also Nations Learning Center. Visit www.nlcdc.com. Yeah, the light-skinned comedian, the one that brought light-skinned brothers back before Barack Obama and Lucius Lyons. But guess what? You listen to the baddest talk show host, Gregory D. Anderson Jr. on Greg Speaks Live. If you're not listening to this, you might as well not listen to nothing at all. Holla! Greg Speaks Live. Yo, what's up? This is Jamie Foxx. Stay tuned for Greg Speaks Live. With Greg Anderson, my homie. Right now, you are definitely in the mix in a mindful way, listening to Gregory D. Anderson Jr. here on Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. You are listening to Greg Speaks Live. This is a very, very serious program you should be listening to. This is Charles Stewart. I am Senior VP of Nations Learning Center. I am CEO of Hope Properties. And I'll stop there. That's enough. When you've got something that you think you need to deal with, and most of us have to do that all the time, turn to Greg Speaks Live. I do. It makes sense. Greg Speaks Live. In closing, here is also one of Mr. Stewart's favorites entitled Yesterday by Ray Charles, right here on Greg Speaks Live. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Yeah. Life looks so they're here to stay. Oh, I 
Buckle up. You're listening to Greg Speaks Live. Greg Speaks Live. 